Going within to know thyself fully and taking responsibility and accountability for your own suffering as well as your own well-being sets you free from old programming that no longer serves you. Step into healing your trauma and living the life that you've always wanted. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts, so keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I have the pleasure today to introduce a new series that we're starting. I am going to be doing a five-part series with a collaborator of mine whose name is Kyle. I have him on the show today. We're going to do five different episodes all about talking about the whole spirituality, life itself, figuring out the structures of how to really connect deeper with understanding yourself as a whole. And that's really the theme for today's episode is talking about the journey to oneself, figuring out the self, knowing thyself, who are you at a core being level. And so uh, with this five-part series, we're going to like break down different things to help you figure and discover things out uh, along the way. And in terms of this particular series is going to be a little bit different. We're going to just have like this really nice organic flow talking about things in the way that we've come to experience this ourselves. As anyone knows on this podcast platform, listening to my, my series, this has just been a long story about how I perceive the world, about the things that I've been introduced to and discovered, things that I've learned, giving you guys tidbits of information of how to really understand oneself easier through like, I guess, like a first person perspective, but overall, just being able to think about how you are looking at yourself every day, how you're feeling, how you're registering events in your life and emotions and being able to find healthier ways of processing it or realizing that it's okay to have these like big discovery questions and then to, to help you go, go deeper within. And so within this series, we have the pleasure of really being able to hear like two different perspectives as well as both of our shared knowledge of wealth that we've been able to accumulate over our lives of being able to discover what really works for us and what does not work for us and being able to show up fully and authentically as ourselves. So to today's guest, uh, Kyle from Higher Humans here on the platform today. So Kyle, if you don't mind, just giving us a quick hello, tell us who you are. What's up guys, I'm Kyle and I would say I'm a truth seeker. So this isn't the journey of me having a career or a job and, you know, living life with the rules. I've been kind of doing my own thing for the past 10 years, nomading, minimalist. Uh, I've lived in multiple different countries, South America, Central America. And so I've just been kind of creating my path as I move through this journey and it's been it's been difficult and at the same time it's been the most rewarding thing because I've been slowly creating my own path and creating my own rules and with that it's it's lightened up something inside of me to be able to think clearly about who I am and I've had the freedom to kind of explore that and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like my, my journey so far getting here. 
Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Uh, We've had the pleasure of meeting each other through mutual acquaintances and being able to naturally navigate to this space that we've created today where we're able to share knowledge. And I think that's really great where you've introduced yourself of that. You're a truth seeker. You're looking for answers. You're looking to know yourself better. And I think that's where we were able to connect really well of being able to have like-minded viewpoints of how kind of this life works in general. And that's a great way to really set up this episode that you really explained to people like who you see yourself as, who you're showing up as, and that you're generally on a journey. This is an ongoing journey. It's not like one day you wake up and you're like, hey, I I know who I am and now life is (laughs) over. Like, this is it. This, This is what I'm doing. It's a constant discovery. And all on this sure. platform I've talked about with my with my listeners is that you're constantly evolving and changing and growing and that it's going to shift at any given time. Healing is a forever journey where one day something might apply to you that doesn't anymore. And so for you to explain who you are to people in a way that really identifies with that instead of being stuck in like, I'm my job, I'm my location, I'm this relationship or whatever label construct that you're putting on yourself to make you stay comfortable, stay stuck, I think is really healthy for a lot of people to understand that that's really about the discovery of self is finding out these other layers of you that we don't really talk about so much. And if you don't mind, I think one way we can kind of set this up to get a little introduction is talk about uh, what you believe higher humans are. That's something that, you know, like for your community, that's that's what you call yourself. And that I want to really be able to like give people an opportunity to understand what you believe like a higher human is. Oof. So it's taken me such a long time to really nail that down, right? Um, but a, a higher human higher humans are championing the creation of heaven on earth, right? And they're doing that by freeing themselves of ignorance. So one of the biggest things that I've been, that I've thought about, like I read a quote by Plato and he said, evil is ignorance. And so ignorance to what, right? It's ignorance to self, right? So if you don't know what you are, you're likely to project this part of yourself that you don't like, which could be evil to someone else, right? And so we're freeing this ourselves of this ignorance by stepping into the light and really trying to understand the unconscious or the the darkness, which isn't evil, it's just unknown, right? So basically a higher human is trying to fine tune self and then create something that helps other people fine-tune themselves I guess makes sense absolutely I think that's a great way to really set up this whole entire episode of really just realizing like hey we've got a lot of programming and conditioning and environmental factors that inhibit you from really knowing yourself where you're living in ignorance and for many people ignorance is bliss And so that's something that um, I think that's the beginning of where kind of the journeys start, where you start noticing subtle things in your life being like, why do people do this? Or like, why am I doing this? Like, what's going on here? 
And so if you don't mind, um, if you could give us like a little bit of background intro about how your journey began of this self-discovery of like unearthing this ignorance and giving people like an idea of like how these things organically come about. Like people have listened to like my quote unquote true life story, but it was really a narration of just being like, okay, from start to finish, it's kind of like how things happen. But for you, if I don't, if you don't mind, like kind of explaining like this unearthing process of noticing these ignorances and discovering your truth. Yeah, that's such a, a deep question. I'll have to start with the fact that I was born in the third world. Okay. And that's important because just the lack of resources and the amount of conditioning that I went through as a kid, um, religious, grew up super, super Christian, um, and having a very disconnected childhood, right? But I didn't notice anything was wrong until I was 16. Okay. And I was riding in the car with my brother and he told me a piece of information that really shifted my whole identity and who I thought I was. And I'm not going to talk about it because that's his story to tell. Right. But in that moment, my whole identity of who I thought I was shifted and it crumbled and my whole life felt like a complete lie. The hard thing was trying to deal with it on my own. I had no support from my family members. We didn't talk about emotions. We didn't talk about feelings. It was such a strict box that I lived within myself and completely spiraled downwards in my mind and in my, in my heart. And so I remember asking God, which was insane to me because I had always questioned that since I was a kid, seven years old, questioning that whole idea. And I just realized, I remember one night just laying in bed and I was like, what is going on? There has to be an answer. And something clicked inside of me. And I committed myself to sitting in my room and reading every single book I could, listening to every podcast about psychology and philosophy. And I wanted to understand the question was, what am I? Who am I? Right? And what is happening in this world? And so that question shifted to one day I was sitting on my couch and I was watching something on the news and it all clicked and I was like oh my gosh everything that I thought was real is just being dictated to us like it's like a movie right and I'm in this movie but I'm playing by all these other people's rules and it I cried I literally sat on my couch by myself and I cried and I was like, I don't even know who I am. So that took me on this incredible journey. I completely changed my life in terms of like, okay, Kyle, all you have to do is find the answer because right now you're suicidal and you want to live. And this feels terrible. So like fucking figure this out as quickly as you can. 
And I remember just spending, I spent like three months in my room and my sister would come in and she's like, are you okay? Are you depressed? I'm like, kind of, you know, like, and she's like, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, I'm looking for the answer. And at this point, my family thought I was absolutely insane. <laughs> so it was like, get your shit together, get a job, go live. And I was like, I'm not going back to that life. I'm, I, I was out of college at this time. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That is not the way for me. And I ended up just losing friends and family looked down upon me. I let go of the religion. I, and I walked away and I started just creating my own way. And so it was very, you know, people on the outside see me and they look at this, oh my God, he's traveling everywhere and he's doing what he wants, but they don't understand that I've literally sat in rooms by myself in different countries and thought I was going insane and questioned what I was doing and felt completely isolated from the world because they didn't understand the thoughts I was having and the feelings that were wanting to move through. And so I went, the journey started with me seeking knowledge through psychology, especially Jungian, the unconscious, religion, the difference between Western and Eastern religion, um, and then philosophy. And then the work started after I gathered all that knowledge to myself. And then I was like, oh, shit, there's another step. There's the action to implement everything that I've been learning. And I was like, damn. All right, here we go. Let's, let's trudge along. And so, yeah, it's been a very rewarding but meeting the messy self is, holy shit, <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, so. once you confront that shadow, there's no going back. And so it's a really, I really appreciate the way that you laid out your journey in the sense that you get to hear somebody's perspective from this more, um, I guess you could say, philosophical way of, of acknowledging you know, people would say like, oh, I hit rock bottom, like my life fell apart, blah, 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 blah. But you were able to articulate it in a way that was very healthy in the sense that you're able to objectively observe yourself in your surroundings and being able to make note of like, oh, this is an instance here. And then I kind of got more self-discovery. And then I like I studied and I got all this information because that's where people out of people get like hung up where it's like, okay, I've obtained this knowledge. I'm knowledgeable. I know shit. Right. And then right. you're like, no, nothing. Cause yeah, you actually have to apply this. And so I really love that. That's really what you realized about yourself is like, okay, I'm sitting on this wealth of knowledge, but I haven't internally processed any of this for what it means for me or, and now it, right. I get to experience it. And that's something on this journey to discovering who you are, that we can get lost at times where we sit alone in our rooms. And, you know, if you're listening to my podcast, you know, like we've talked about like spiritual awakening. And if you start researching a lot of shit online, they kind of talk about a lot of these experiences and very like, oh yeah, that's what you do. This isn't how it works. This is the plan. Da, 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 da. But it's like, <laughs> everyone has their own fucking journey. Everyone's experience is unique, but there's similarities and commonalities that happen a lot where 
you do tend to isolate yourself more often because you're doing the deeper work. You're going within for the answers that you're seeking. And so for you to kind of pinpoint like all of these really um, steps along the way that don't sound so much like uh, like you're, you're telling me like, oh, this is, yeah, this is start to finish. This is what happened. This is the instance right. of the spiritual awakening, phase one, da, 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 da. You know, I can appreciate that where it's just like life happens. And so along your journey, um, you start explaining that, you know, yeah, you're isolating yourself. You were able to kind of see like people leaving your life, things that once applied to you no longer apply to you. And if you don't mind sharing further, like if there was like all these feelings that come up inside you, you said you were in an environment that didn't allow you to process emotions. Like how did you start beginning to process these emotions? Like what steps did you take or what things did you discover about yourself? Well that was for me, I had to figure out the framework first. So with my limited scope of who I thought I was, I didn't know that there was this other thing out there. Right. And so I didn't know what there was to even strive toward. Right. So imagine I'm in my little religious Island boy box. I'm from Trinidad. And then my family and my religion and my society and my culture is telling me this, this is you. And I was like, this can't be me because I don't feel, I don't feel this. This doesn't feel right. And so I took the step of expanding that box by seeing, okay, oh my God, it is okay for me to feel emotions regardless of what my mom used to tell me about, don't cry, stop crying right? I was like, wow, it is, it is okay for me to express that aspect of me. And so getting the, that, those little tidbits of knowledge and wisdom, I started taking the steps of like, okay, today I'm going to write about a situation that happened in the past and I'm going to see how I feel, <laughs> right? So it's like, oh, well, what came up? Well, shit, I got angry. All right. All right, I can sit with that. Or I got sad. Okay, I can sit with that. So these little baby steps. And then I started expressing them. So when I got sad, I would cry. Right. And so I would just little tiny step. It's like, okay, I cried. Okay, that felt better. The anger, I remember going into the woods and literally beating a tree stump. And finally touching that, that part of me that was like, okay, this is accumulated or has been accumulating for 30 years. I finally got to meet my, myself and it was ugly. It was messy. I screamed, I roared, I fell on the ground. I cried, I, everything came out in the woods by myself, right? But I continuously pushed the boundary of what else is alive in me that I need to see, right? And always accepting that like, okay, everything, if this is me and I'm this whole person and I understand that there's an unconscious and I can't separate myself from myself, I just have to look at me. What is there? What else is there? And so I started diving into the shadow and doing this this work where I would ask questions and I would sit with discomfort and I would 
let things come out that were so anti what it meant to be a man, right? Um, and so it was, it was, I've tried the gamut of things and it's, you know, journaling works for me. I've done EMDR, I've done somatic therapy, I've done lots of psychedelics, I've done, um, I've worked with lots of psychics and witches and all kinds of things meditation. I've, I've just tried everything because at some point, everything has added a piece to the puzzle to my journey. So it wasn't like, at first I was looking for the right answer. And then I was like, fuck, all of it's the right answer because all of it's going to unlock a specific part of me. And so I just, I just kept trying things and I spent tons of money, but I didn't care because it doesn't matter you cannot put a value on feeling yourself, if that makes sense, like feeling powerful, right? It's like, yeah, everything fell away that wasn't important. And my healing was the only thing that was important and seeking knowledge and truth. And when I figured that out, my life got more peaceful, <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that answered the question. I may have rambled there, but all good. Yeah, totally. It definitely summarized a lot of things that, yeah, people just start this journey. And for now, it's like, it's becoming more publicly salient where people are coming to the knowledge of like, oh, that's what a spiritual awakening is like before they have the awakening. And so like you, you organically stumbled across this of, doing the inner work where the universe like starts waking you up you're like oh shit I don't really like what I'm seeing around me like oh shit my life has no meaning and then you naturally go within to find the answers that you're seeking and then at the time that you came online there wasn't as much information that would dictate like this is what you're doing what's happening to you man like right. how it is like here's all the like laws of the universe da, 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 da. like you were obtaining this knowledge that was more traditional in many ways where it was just um yes yeah, not convoluted in, in in terms of the information but it wasn't giving you this full spectrum of this full discovery and that's really what we're talking right. about in this episode of being like yo yeah there's tons of resources out there for people like you and I who are like shit we just came online and there was like we didn't know what the fuck was happening to us and there wasn't all these answers all the time right. to kind of show us like oh this is the deal okay I guess this is common <laughs> but also there's been way more awakenings over the last like five years versus when you you, you were like at 12 years ago I think you came online yeah. so yeah. like it, the times have shifted in terms of the knowledge and the accessibility to discovering oneself uh in terms of like you're not insane you're not going right. crazy, even though it really fucking feels like you are, because um, it's a dismantling of everything that you once knew. And so to kind of get back to uh, this topic here, it's like, how did you start understanding that, oh, shit, there's this thing like a spiritual awakening, or how did the dots start aligning for you to be able to get more information that was like in alignment with kind of this process? Well, that's a really, this is when I started to realize how intuitive I was, right? I remember just taking shots in the dark at first 
and but everything weirdly aligned with everything else right so I would read one thing or I would go watch a video and I'm like I don't know what the fuck I just read that's that's Chinese to me but I would just continue on the journey and pick something else and it would directly explain what I was reading before and I'm like oh so this is how I I can't plan to take a step into the darkness I just have to walk into the darkness I have to I am the light so I have to just walk it's gonna it's gonna appear I remember when I first started getting to I, I found this site and it was called spirit science <laughs> And this kid used to make cartoons about the spiritual journey. Now I'm like 27 years old watching cartoons, right? But he broke down the dark night of the soul. And that's when it clicked for me. And I was like, oh shit, this is a real thing. Like I, I am not, I'm not crazy. You know, this is a real, a real journey. So I remember him talking about like, you want to isolate, you want to, you know, you feel like there's this darkness inside of you that's getting pulled apart. You feel disconnected. Your emotions are all over the place. You want to hide. And I was like, okay, this is, this is what's happening. And again, I couldn't talk to anyone about it. Right. And so, especially my family, because they're very fundamental, right. And so that part of the journey for me was still such an inward, like I'm hiding from you. I'm hiding from everyone. And I remember just at one, one moment, like feeling this courage in me to start speaking up <laughs> and holy shit. So imagine all my trauma and my anger and my overwhelming emotions and all this new knowledge wanting to come out. It sure as hell isn't coming out with any kind of tact. It's just coming out. And everyone thought I was this angry person and this crazy, like, oh, you're just, my friend, my, one of my best friends called me the evangelist. He's like, you're always telling people, I'm like, there's this whole new world out here to like, look for it. You don't have to be this way, you know? And they're like, but why would I want to be anywhere, any, any other way? And, and that couldn't, that didn't make sense to me. But back to the question, like, I think realizing how intuitive I was and what my inner guide always just took me to the right place. Everything was always okay. That's when I realized, okay, there's another part of me, another part of self that does have a lot of power that already kind of knows things that I should trust right? And I'm still learning to trust because I, I think the more open and the more knowledgeable and the more we start to become aware and more we have to see, the more we have to trust. And it's like, holy shit, that's a big trust. You're like, you want me to trust and move across the world to like, you know, that's the next step. Like, are you sure? Are we going to do this? Like, what if it's wrong? You know, and I've learned to start trusting that. And I've literally packed my bags and gotten on airplanes and left and gone to other countries and been like, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know? 
but there's always that fear and learning to like dance with it a little bit, you know? I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what you're getting today, Kate. <laughs> and then that actually segues into like a really good point where on this like self-discovery, it's like you can have all those answers of being like, yeah, okay. So like people have explained like these are the things that happen. But when you're just experiencing all this stuff, like no amount of knowledge is going to help you to move through it. And so I love the way that you've articulated that where like I'll kind of break it down where it's like, okay, you um, got all of this information here. And then you started understanding, like connecting the dots and be like, see, I, I, I'm right for myself. Like this is something that is happening to me where people around me are perceiving me that I'm crazy or that I'm disconnected and that I don't understand. Like I'm not playing my role anymore in this 3D reality. I'm not pigeonholing myself into what I think I should do or what society says I should do, what my family says I should do, what my friends say I should do. I'm having a complete and total breakdown of self so I can rediscover myself and then to start that journey is fucking terrifying. Like it's so fucking terrifying because you said all of your bullshit comes undone. Your, your traumas, you're having to meet them face on. You're having to learn how to trust yourself. And your old self is like trying to hold you like hostage and be like, are you going to do it, motherfucker? Are you going to do it? And so it's just like, it tells them like, yeah, you just, the fears come up and then you just face them like on the spiritual journey. It's just like, right. fuck you, bitch, like this, this shit's crazy. Like it's I've so never crazy. been this way before and you're telling me that this is what I have to do. Like, holy shit, you know, it's like, it's, it's a wild journey. And so I love that we're having this conversation to discover ourselves or be like, damn, okay. Kate and Kyle, they also feel this way. Or like, this is what's happening to me. This is the confirmation I needed to be able to trust, like trust is the hardest part on this whole journey. To put blind faith and trust in yourself is so fucking scary when you've given your power away to literally anyone and everything around you other than yourself. It is terrifying where I, like you, there are days where I'm just like, holy shit, like universe really telling me to do some wild ass shit. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Like so many instances in life where, yeah, you just, you just do it and you're like, wow, that wasn't so bad. Okay, cool. Um, But I guess, yeah, to talk about a little bit more for people, like all these different like modalities, healings and things that you've discovered, like you and I've had these conversations where these things that people say, like, maybe you should try this or like it worked for me. And then the things that you and I both have kind of discovered that just always work is this good look in the fucking mirror where you're just having to sit with yourself, writing in journals, expressing how you feel and acknowledging the shit that's going on as opposed to like constantly seeking like, I have to read 200 books. I have to go to all these seminars. I have to go fucking take all this plant medicine in a fucking jungle and puke and almost shit my pants, you know? Like, if you don't mind like explaining a little bit more about like kind of the discovery of all these various modalities and what kind of helped you Um, along the way? Oh, goodness. Well, I'll start about the, the shitting the pants part. So... I remember uh, about a year into my journey, I saw this documentary called The Spirit Molecule. Okay, it talked about DMT, dimethyltryptamine, and ayahuasca. So I 
went down the rabbit hole and researched the molecule and I was like, oh, that's pretty wild. Let me, you know, research. But all my friends were like, let's go do it. And I was like, no, it's not the right time. I will know. It's the same thing like when I first tried marijuana, like my friends were all doing it and I'm the only 23 year old that's like, no, I'm good. But in the moment, I just knew. I was like, oh, it's time. Today is the day. I felt it. Five years of research and putting it off and I didn't try the ayahuasca. And then I went to Panama for a friend's wedding and it came to me. It showed up in a girl that was like, oh, I'm a lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of dismissed her. And she showed up and she's like, but I also facilitate ayahuasca. Do you want to come on a journey? And I was like, I checked in and I was like, yep, done. I guess I had to learn the lesson the hard way because I kind most people, when they start this journey, they seek therapy and they learn to regulate their nervous systems. I jumped in with two feet and I went straight to ayahuasca. I tried shrooms and LSD, but like not in a ceremonial sense. And this fucking rocked my world. My nervous system was so overwhelmed. I couldn't process. So it was like, my brain lit up, everything came to the surface to feel, and then I had to shut myself down because it was too much, right? So I disassociated. And I remember for like a year after, I was still processing that because it re-traumatized me. I could not, I couldn't let, I couldn't let that feeling go because it was too much all at once. And that's why in the therapy world, they use titration, which is I, I needed that right in the beginning I definitely needed that but I went all out and so I want to tell people like be careful because you think that thing in the jungle that's going to heal you it may heal you in the sense that like you're going to have to go dig deeper and work harder to discharge that energy that has been that has been shown to you and given to you but your nervous system just isn't ready for it, right? That was ayahuasca. Then I smoked the frog or the toad. That was even worse, right? I went from, Z and, and at this time I had been doing the work. I'd been trying to regulate. I'd been doing the breath work. But imagine going from zero to 10,000 and seeing and feeling what it's like to experience death. My, my poor little corazón, my heart was not ready for that. And so it took me there. I cried it. I cried a lot, but like I was uneasy for six months after, right? So for me, what has worked the best out of all the, the modalities was parts work, internal family systems. Understanding that there were, there are parts of me that are, protecting other parts of me and that there are parts of me that are in conflict with other parts of me. And when I figured that out, I was able to write in like, it was like a, a play, right? I was like, oh, what does that one want? Oh, he wants this and he wants to say this and he's really fucking pissed off because mom and dad didn't listen to him, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so I need to validate you as real. Oh, so now you're not going to be pissed off at me 
now you're going to be okay because I'm validating and I'm seeing you. Now I've brought you to the light and you're okay. And so those big feelings start to dial down because at the end of the day, this discovery of self is understanding that there are parts of you in the dark and that energy has to move. It has to be expressed. And to become conscious is to become conscious and allow that part of you that's in the dark come to the light and say, hey, you're welcome here too, literally. When you feel depressed and when you feel anxious, it could literally be you're having a conflict with yourself, but you have a conscious conflict with an unconscious you. So you think you're just kind of crazy. You're like, oh, I don't know why I have this feeling. It's because you haven't discovered who you're in conflict with or what idea or what concept. So parts work, my favorite. Journaling, of course, is like, for me, the, the best, right? Staying away from plant medicines. And I do love somatic work. Um, somatic work, I, I have one story to tell. It's, I, the first time I did somatic work was in Costa Rica. I was living on this beautiful peninsula in the jungle. And I, I was having some big emotions and I couldn't pinpoint. So I go see a somatic therapist and she goes, oh, well, guys usually don't go deep the first time. Well, let's see what happens. I'm like, I've never done this before. And she kind of gets me into this trance. We did like this breath work and she starts asking me questions. And she's like, the whole point of this is to let your unconscious speak. So don't think, just say. So I'm blurting out words, my eyes are closed. I'm describing emotions. And then she asked me something and I blurted out because I hate myself. And instantly a movie played in my mind of the fact that I had never in my life been given the space to feel hate because in the Christian reality, it's you have to love. God is love. Jesus is love. Love your neighbor, da-da-da, right? And it never occurred to me that I was feeling hate in certain periods of my life, and I had no space to put it anywhere. So I internalized, internalized. Hearing that criticism, getting that shame. And when that clicked for me, it was like, I, I melted, first of all. Like, I bawled. It was like, holy shit, this is real. But it also opened up, it gave me the key to be like, oh, you hated yourself because that's your mom's voice and your dad's voice and a church man's voice. That's not you. And it clicked. And yeah, since then, I've been really allowing myself to feel and explore and cry and yeah, I've been doing a, a meditation practice for the past two months every day, and I've cried probably 35 out of the 60 days because I'm purging 30 years of purging emotions that I've held in. Yeah, give, give myself that freedom now, which feels good. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's what it fucking takes to ride right. this. And I appreciate your vulnerability to share 
your experiences because that's something that I kind of discovered too. And I think a lot of people out there get really burnt out of like, oh, I've got to try all of this fucking shit. Like you're trying to do A, control, manipulate your experience. B, trying to take it on a wild journey ride of way too fast when you're not ready for it. Or having your ego really fucking kick in and be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, this is <laughs> great. And it's like, oh, where we have to slowly peel back layers of ourselves. And sometimes they're not going to be as streamlined as we think they are. There's going to be instances where we're having to constantly rediscover them on different days, different years, different months. And that's the thing that I've been working on a lot over the last like five years is really discovering like this is constant spiral, constant right. spiral. Like we're slowly going up each time we close out these loops, but they're going to be unearthed deeper and deeper when you're ready for it. And uh, a lot of like your, your parts work and your family work that you describe, because like that's some teachings that I deal with too. And one of like my mentors like talks about, it's like we're corralling and uh, parenting our inner children. So it's like, you have all these like little small yous and within you and be like, five-year-old me, 10-year-old me, 12-year-old me. Like, oh my God, they're all going crazy looking for, for my attention to parent them and to give them the validation that they deserve to give them this space to work through and be like, okay, when I'm out of alignment, all these little inner children, like come out like full force and you're just like holy shit I gotta like take myself away take all these right. back and be like okay let's go parent ourselves bye <laughs> sorry guys um so it's just this really strange journey that you have to slowly unpack and there's no wrong way or right way but I think like what you know we're kind of discovering and talking about on this episode to help people is just like don't force things that don't feel right. Or even when you think you're fully ready, that's where the universe is going to show you like you weren't really ready for. That was still somewhat true. Or this is a lesson for you in that of being like, okay, there's other parts of me that need discovering or other ways that I can handle it. And that's one thing like I really discovered where it's like, I don't have to be doing all these crazy ritual ceremonies and stuff to, to get to this level. Like, I went to like a, a sweat lodge the other day and that was the first time to do like a proper ceremony with all right. these like really powerful fucking native people. And they're like, wow, fucking champ, you've done this before, haven't you? I'm like, no, actually I haven't, but I've been doing the work to get me to this level, to be able to withstand it, to really appreciate this tool and to share this like really culturally, you know, diverse and meaningful ritual with you all, where if I had come in at any other time, my ego would have been like, I don't even know, or I may not have been able to handle it. Cause like, they're like, yeah, most people at first time don't stick around for the whole rounds or like people like de detoxifying their system. But it's like, I'd already detoxified all this bullshit because I had to do all the right. hard work to get there. And a lot of like shamans, you know, too, will be like, you're not allowed to do this until you go, go do work. Like you yeah, can't that. come here. Yeah. And that's like the main thing that, you know, I've encountered on this journey where a lot of people are not doing uh, the proper background checks on people to see if they're able to withstand it nor are if you're going to someone that's just allowing you to do that, that that's also a red flag too and that's something that's really challenging of discovering yourself is like giving your power away to people places and things instead of turning it inward and be like I have the power 
I'm the one that has the answers. You're the only right. one that's ever going to have the answers. You might discover it through other things, but at the end of the day, you have to be the one to know if that's the right answer for you. And so I appreciate you describing these really uh, crazy journeys of different modalities and stuff that helped you really discover yourself and that you've been able to develop like a healthy practice that works for you to process the shit because processing emotions and trauma and baggage and all this crazy crap is the most challenging aspect of this journey. If you're not right. giving yourself that self-love and self-care and the space to be able to work through that, then you're going to have a really difficult journey. And thank you for sharing, you know, a really powerful message of like realizing like that we all have self-hatred, that that's something that we suppress. Right. We don't allow ourselves to feel these really terrible feelings. Like how many people like get really caught up in like resentment, revenge, jealousy, hatred and shit. And we're like, you're not allowed to feel that. It's like, right. that's the problem that we suppress people from allowing themselves to fully feel these feelings and, and process them. There's a difference right. between being consumed by these emotions, but to deny that they exist is part of the problem. And so I, you know, really thank you for sharing that really vulnerable aspect of the self-hatred, because that's what a lot of us humans are sitting with is we're not acknowledging right. how much we've abandoned ourselves, how much we don't like ourselves, how much we've like suppressed and like let slide and allow ourselves to make these mistakes or decisions in our lives that we don't like. And right. to get to that point, it's really sad. It's really hard confronting yourself where you're just like, holy shit, I really don't fucking like myself. And it's like this whole dismantling of everything you once knew. And so that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey that I'm still, still learning about myself. And so kind of segue into it. Like, what are the like problems? Like, have you encountered like on this journey that you feel like was something that you wish you had known or like what you maybe tell other people or just kind of sharing that knowledge of just, yeah, there's like the issues that kind of come about. I'll start in a more objective sense. The biggest problem I've encountered is the fact that my psyche creates complexes or shadow walls, I call them, so I don't see certain things, right? So like, you can't, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? And for me, I remember one of the biggest blocks that I had was shifting from my identity as the good Christian boy to allowing myself to be the bad evil, or not even evil, but the bad atheist, I guess. And I'm not atheist. I just kind of labeled myself that way, but I'm not an atheist, right? Right. And so it's, it was like, I saw that I was inherently challenged to really see myself because this identity here prevented me from seeing who I really was on the other side. So like being the good Christian boy, I couldn't really allow myself to really say what I wanted to say about my mom because she, you know, treated me a shitty way when I was a kid. 
right? So I, 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 those blocks, those, those were so difficult for me. And like now I'm having to identify like, okay, what part of me isn't allowing me to see the other parts of me? What is this dogma or this constrict, constricted way of thinking or being that's preventing me from actually seeing this, right? Another thing is problem-wise is like, this is gonna sound crazy, but there are a specific set of laws, right? That we all are intrinsically guided by, right? And I get a, I, I get caught up with the idea of believing what's right or knowing what's right, right? And that's been the kind of an issue for me because I, I started to realize like I believed all this other stuff, but I didn't know anything, right? And I was like, how do I, how do I get to know? What is this? But to know, you have to align with your intuition and you have to align with certain core truths about what this life is, right? And I think a problem for me is like, or when I'm working with other people, it's like dealing with like the relativistic, like I can believe whatever I want. And I'm like, no, if you want to come on this journey, you have to align with a deeper truth inside. And that requires you to look at, to stop believing what you're believing and really see what's there, right? The reality, not your perception of it. I want you to see the core of it. Right. Um, I think another issue for me is always wanting to seek knowledge. So that is how Kyle stays safe. Right. So I will sit in my room and read for 20 hours a day. And when I finally realized that, like, oh shit, I'm doing this because I don't want to do anything else that's scary, I started to like, ease up on the books because I had identified myself as this knowledge seeker, this truth seeker, this sage, right? This intellectual. And I am those things, but I was using it as a crutch or the defense mechanism to actually face my emotions and my bullshit that I wasn't dealing with, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, developing that, that action it's, it's slow. It's still a part of my, still an issue. I struggle with taking action to like create the life, you know? I'll take action all day to learn something, but taking action in life to like, oh, let me go build this house. I'm like, eh, I'll just go read the book about building the house and tell somebody else how to do it. You know, like that's my, that's my thing. And so it's realizing that I have to take this action and this, this balance of this masculine energy of action and creativity. Lots of feminine energy here. I grew up with women, right? That's a problem sometimes because I feel too much. I'm like, uh, right? But feeling has really, and emoting has really grounded me and now I'm learning to take the action. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's balancing our, our whole energy systems, talking about like, you know, the feminine and the masculine polarities or the anima and the animas, just like having to integrate all of you where, you know, society teaches us like, this is what a man's like, this is what a woman's like, we don't even want to talk about like gender fluidity and neutrality, you know, it's like we're just this, right. this polarization where it's like, no, it's energy, we have it all in us, everybody has it, we're, we're learning how to connect deeply with all the energy centers, and to be able to uh, realize for yourself, that you're like, hey, I am not acting upon this inner polarity system of me addressing action where I am limiting myself by staying in my comfort zone of this energy polarity. And now I'm being able to realize and catch myself that I'm doing that. So now I can be able to start moving organically in my action-oriented self, the experience. And that's really what this whole journey has really taught me is like, I can study like a motherfucker like you for hours on day, but it's only going to get me so far in life where having that much knowledge is also a burden if you're not actually sharing it or acting upon it. And so by being able to find the strength within to confront those fears of being able to take that leap of faith, to move forward, to be able to take action is one of the most freeing things in life when you reach that pinnacle, but to then continue to implement it in a way where this is how I'm showing up authentically as myself every day, where I have those checkpoints of being like, okay, I need to require this more knowledge to be able to do something. But then it gets to the point where how am I utilizing that knowledge every day? Like how am I utilizing this for, for a greater purpose? Cause I can just read anything and everything for hours a day and, and find it fun. Like that's pleasurable for me is to read, but right. what is this knowledge that here to help me? It's here to help me live life, experience life. If I'm staying in my room reading all day and not living <laughs> What is the fucking point? Like I'm getting a small pleasure out of it, but I'm missing out on so much. And I think this is a great thing that you talked about a little bit is like learning like the, like your intuition that you were really intuitive and you were kind of denying that aspect. And you and I briefly talked about this is the issue about fear versus intuition, where we're beginning to use logic to rationalize a fear-based response or emotion saying that's into our intuition telling us to not do something, but right. it's actually not, it's a fear-based trauma or it's you right. psyching yourself up instead of really going in. because that's the difference. And I've talked about this on the podcast where it's like, when I inherently know something to be true, like there's no like question in my brain. I know that's my intuition guiding me, but when I'm kind of wishy-washy and being like, like I don't this just feels weird but I'm not going deeper it's like you can have like a visceral response of like a feeling but then you start connecting the dots and be like I'm feeling this because this has happened to me in the past before I'm feeling this because this is the pattern that this happened to me before I'm feeling this because x y and z like there's so many little nuances where you can realize like oh shit like that's actually fear. It's not my intuition talking to me so I don't know if you want to explain like a little bit more about kind of how you really use that like internal compass system to help you along the way, like in the self-discovery of like learning how to be a manly man that is in tune with his emotions. Like there's nothing wrong with being in touch with your feminine qualities, but if it's inhibiting you from taking 
those action oriented steps? Like how did you kind of decipher between your fear and intuition with that? Well, I'm going to give you the left brain answer first. (laughs) Um, I started researching about intuition. And so one of my favorite characters in this lifetime is Carl Jung. And I always wondered like, how in the hell did you map out the psyche? You didn't do an experiment. They're, They're like, how did you figure this out? And I realized that that guy has a wizard level intuition to be able to pull something that doesn't have a structure that doesn't have a tangible thing it's not tangible and pull it from this universal understanding and lay it out for us like that blew my mind I was like that's some next level intuition but he didn't feel that so I was like okay so what did what are all these new agers talking about like their feelings they feel intuition I'm like well, that's real too, because I get that also. And so I, I ended up finding the answer somewhere in a book and it was talking about intellectual intuition and emotional intuition. And I was like, oh, those are, those. that's great. And there are a couple of things that I ask myself when I feel like it's intuitive, right? So is it expansive? Is it expanding my soul? There's going to be fear there. But now you're using, okay, my soul is pushing me to do this. And yes, I'm afraid because it's outside my scope of who I am, but it's expanding a new part of me. And I also wait for the, I feel it differently, like in my, in my stomach. So like the fear I feel here. But if I feel fear and I feel a little bit of like some lightness here, I know that's, I know that's like, okay, that's my intuition. Now, if it's just fear and dark, slimy feelings in here, I know instantly to go, okay, where did I feel this before? Oh, this is from this memory in the past. And like, that's happened to me before because it just, it just, my body's just reacting to, this old thing that happened, right? But if I get a little glimpse of that feeling here, and there's still fear, of course, right? Or I've had this happen many times where something clicks and I'm like, I start to laugh and I'm like, okay, that's intuition, (laughs) right? It's like, God, I figured it out. I start to giggle to myself and I'm like, oh my God, that's that's fucking crazy, you know? That's when I know something's very clear and I don't have to question it, right? Um, Again, though, I think the trust has to be there. That trust has to be there no matter what. Like if you don't trust yourself, you're never going to be able to really connect with your intuition because you're always gonna use the fear of not doing something to guide you. And that, that doesn't work. And then you, people will be like, oh, my intuition says that, that I shouldn't do that. And it's like, man, I don't know. You, you're probably just scared to like expand yourself. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. I, yeah, that it, 
for me, the intuitions are the ones where I laugh, the feeling that I get in my chest and my stomach. If it's anything other than that, I'm like, okay, Kyle, what does five-year-old you need right now? <laughs> you know? Oh, you're throwing a tantrum? Okay, let's figure this out. Like, let's let's deal with this emotion. Let's deal with this undischarged energy inside. But I'm still learning about the intuition thing. Like, I, I don't think I use it like how most of the world uses it. Like, oh, my intuition told me this. Like, I don't use it like that. I just... And it's not like I'm getting them every day, you know, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. That happens like once a month, maybe, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, that, I don't know if I answered that question well, but like, I'm still learning about how to decipher what's my intuition and what's just plain old fear and overwhelm of, un, of stuck, unpurged bullshit you know? Yeah, I think you summarized it really well. And I think one differentiation like that we can kind of understand is that like with intuition, there's the conscious intuition and then the unconscious intuition that I think a lot of us are actually navigating and operating on that we don't give ourselves enough credit for it. Where I do this all day, every day where like, I just tune in and I'm just like, I'm just going for it where I'm not mm -hmm. thinking about anything. I'm just doing it. And it gets right. to this programming of like, I, when I, then I stop and I'm like, well, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, I was running off of intuition there. Crazy. Mm. You know, where it's just, when you get to that level of trust within yourself, then it's easy to operate on that. But when you're just navigating on forcing things, thinking about everything that you're doing or desiring a certain outcome, attachment to how things are going to work for you, the expectations, those are fear-based feelings because if you don't do everything to a T that you've checked off on your box, then that's a fear of right. failure. You're still in a lack state mentality. That's something that I had to reprogram myself and I still do it all the time and being like, I can have all these desires to do something. That's fine. A desire is a great motivation, but it's not going to keep me in alignment always of like this discipline aspect of honoring myself, allowing things to, to flow, you know, like we're it's, again, those polarity, like balancing right. act of just being like forcing an outcome or just allowing it to show up. What do I do? Um, yeah. And really being able to discern better of when too much is too much because we end up staying in these states of lack. And that's something that I've been dismantling within myself this past year has been the major work for me as like identifying like the narrative shifts where being like, you know, desiring a positive outcome when, when I'm in a negative out in a negative state is a negative. Right. Response. Right. And to right. just keep shifting up that perspective of understanding like, Oh, the more that like I desire this, the more that I'm forcing this or this, this and that, like the further out of alignment I am and further away I am from my intuition, my internal guidance system. But when I'm able to just flow and allow, let go of resistance and trust the process, then my intuition really kicks in and I can just make these snap judgments at any given time. I'm just operating off of that feeling and right. it's a cool balancing system, but it's hard. This shit's hard hard to understand yourself and there's so many environmental factors you know our upbringings that 
plague us day to day where how are you really showing up for yourself ever is is so difficult because of just the things that we constantly have programmed in us and that's something I'm constantly doing is deprogramming myself deconditioning myself reparenting myself reintegrating all this stuff and that's it's so challenging and so I think that's something that you know can kind of segue into if you're talking about like the ego versus like your soul like same kind of question with that fear versus intuition of like what are some things that like helps you understand like oh is this is my ego talking about things like where it's like I'm stuck in a seat of lack that's your ego or I'm stuck in this like superiority complex that's my ego or my inferiority complex that's my ego versus like my soul is just guiding me to these things or like I'm tuning in with my soul that this feels right for me that that knowing yeah well I don't really know how to answer that other than when I think of the soul, I think of the encompassing of the ego, which is necessary to be able to identify where I am, who I am, like the center of my consciousness is my ego. I also understand that I may have to wear a mask to get along in this world, right? I also know that there are parts of me that I don't want to see or I haven't seen that are pushed into the shadows, right? And that's also my soul, right? And then there's the masculine feminine, the anima animus. And I'm like, well, does that include the negative aspects that are a part of those things? It's like, that's, that's my soul too. It, it may be unwarranted or unwanted in our society, in our world, but that's, that's still me, right? And it, it was necessary for me to see that because there's a dialectic happening and that's the only way I can actually see my soul is if I see the antithesis to my, to my thesis, right? And then bring the synthesis of both the light and the dark, right? So it's it's really hard for me to just like, because I don't want to be biased towards the, the, the darkness or the, the, the not so likable parts of myself in, in terms of society's idea of what it is. But like the ego is, is still the way I'm going to identify myself. So for example, when people talk about ego death, I always like, how is that possible? Like, I don't know if I can actually kill my ego because I still have to identify as, and, and here's the thing, if you zoom out and you're like, oh, I'm a human. Oh, I'm an energy. Oh, I'm a soul. Oh, I'm a God. You're still using your ego to identify that that's in you, right? So I. I don't know how to tell the difference other than like my ego went from this to now almost matching up with what was already there. Does that make sense? So like I was born into this, like, Oh, let me see you. This is you. And then, but my soul was already there. So I just did this and well, I haven't done it all yet, but I'm saying, you get what I'm saying, right? It's like, my ego is necessary to identify the God that's in me, 
So I don't try to like separate them. I just try to expand my vision of, or to match or harmonize with this, which is me, the soul. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And I think that's a really great differentiation to make like within this where we talk so much about these labels and these stages and stuff where they at one time served a purpose of kind of like explaining things, but they didn't teach us in a way that really allows you the uh, ability to understand it fully where, yeah, like ego death, it's like, you don't ever, you can't kill the ego for one, but you don't want to kill the ego where it's really more of being able to understand when there's an imbalance in your ego, where you're using your ego to override your soul's desires, your soul's natural frequency and I think that's a great differentiation that you've made there and that we have to keep talking about to make sure that people aren't getting distracted and consumed one way or another where like we were just talking about like desiring all these things like that's the ego talking to you that you want this but sometimes knowing like this is really what's best for you is also your ego talking to some way but that's using your soul to align with your using your ego to align with your soul and so it's a big issues that we encounter every day where it's so hard to navigate this space of being like, okay, and connecting the dots with like my upper three chakras are really telling me like this, this kind of like intuitive slash like a higher power, higher knowledge. Yet I'm dealing with the lower operating system of how I'm really showing up of like what feels right for me. And so it's a clash, you know, the head versus heart whole system of being like, how do I get in vibrational alignment where all of these are activated that I'm able to pull from all of these different channels to show up in this world. And that's something that we're all doing, all discovering because it's a constant, like it fluctuates every minute, every hour, every day. Like, it's not going to be like, I'm going to vibrational alignment now for the rest of my life like no like give me room it's right. like okay i had a kundalini awakening and spiritual awakening i'm good to go it's like no you're not like started having a human experience like you, you're gonna have these shifts every fucking day like your system is constantly regulating and tuning into your experiences and everything that we're having like the more that I kind of go along this journey, I realize it's like, it's less about me thinking that I'm not having a human experience than, and, and understanding that I, that's what I came here to do is to have this human experience, I'm not trying to float around in the 11th right. all the time, right. learning how to transcend <laughs> that so I can utilize that here in this 3D reality. And right. Yeah, like you and I had these conversations of like where we find like a lot of spiritual community, like convoluted, misguided. <sighs> to unearth that purpose is that we're having a human experience and on this platform and in this series I think that's like really what you and I are navigating for is like how to help people like have like a really enjoyable human experience there's going to be suffering and like fucked up shit along the way but that's part of the overall experience and I think that goes into like how like how do you see like helping people in terms of like healing like this is part of your mission work this is part of my mission work like are there some things that like you feel are not being talked about or things that you know get get lost in translation here that you've discovered that you want to share with us yeah I think so it's two parts um I want to in my own subjective journey 
there's Kyle who was so stuck in his emotions and helpless and powerless and all of the less things that I, I, I felt, right? And then there's this collective outside that I perceive differently now because I've done something here, right? So subjective, objective outside, right? So it's like, I have been slowly tuning into my own power, right? Removing and purging a lot of emotion, getting okay with these parts of myself, getting to know self, right? But I'm also a part of this collective and I've had to become my own hero and take myself into Hades and learn and die and burn. And then I'm slowly coming out, but I'm delivering this wisdom that I've gained, right? Now, when you look at the outside world, there's a lot of projection that's happening. Oh, it's them, they're evil, they're the bad people. So in order for us to unify and have harmony on earth or heaven on earth, we have to create the heaven in here, right? Which means seeing yourself as you are. So when someone, when I work with people and they're like, well, I'm like this, I'm not like that. And I'm like, so you're trying to separate a part of yourself from yourself, which ultimately means you're going to project that onto someone else, that that's not good, right? So instantly you've created a separation, right? So I want people to see that they're this, not this. I want them to see that they're this, which then they're more likely to fight for, or not even fight. Well, there has to be a revolution at some point, but at some point they're going to come to terms with, okay, I see that I'm more whole in here. How do I create wholeness out here? What are the systems and the things that are in place that are creating separation, right? And that's kind of like how I perceive things. We have to save ourselves then to save each other or, or not, not save each other, but guide each other to saving themselves also, right? And then that means creating a society where people are dancing and harmonizing with energy instead of trying to, hey, that's not me. I'm not like that. It's like, no, look at the bigger picture. We're all the fucking same, same energy, but different expressions of this thing. But for a society, our universal, our universal work, certain things have to come together. And I do have some very strong ideas and strong, you know, convictions. Um, but again, if you want harmony out there, got to create it in here. It's literally, I tell people like picture your body as a piano and your, and your soul is a piano. And all you're here to do is to tune your instrument to play with the universal orchestra. If everyone's in discord and someone's playing in D and you're in F, they're fucking it up. So tune it, figure out what the framework sounds like, right? 
Pythagoras talks about the, the music of the spheres, like there's music happening on a planetary gal galactical level. What key are they in? Figure that out and tune yourself so you can harmonize and be a part of the band, right? But with your own unique expression, like you're, you might be playing the timpanis in the background or just crashing a cymbal, but you're still part of the band, right? Just get in the right key. I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> I liked how it sounded. So that's where no, I'm going I with it. it. <laughs> the question exactly the way it is, where we don't want to constantly remove ourselves so far beyond integrating with the outside world. We're having this human experience, meaning we're here to connect with other humans. And the, even though it's like we have our own opinions, our own viewpoints, our own way of living, our own unique qualities, gifts, and attributes. We're learning how to show up with them to be able to connect with others. And there's going to be people that we don't always connect with. There's going to be people that we have real strong opinions about and opposition and so much more, but that's to help you. That's to help you. Right learn something about yourself that's for you to also help them hopefully to learn more about themselves and being able to not think of ourselves so separated and removed and that was like one thing that you and I've talked about is like that sometimes like in these spiritual practices and belief systems that we can remove ourselves too much but we're here to have this really human experience of connecting and learning how to tune into yourself like as long as you're good within that you've created your heaven on earth within it's easier for you to align with it here on the outside world that you're able to find the like-minded people the activities the environments that are conducive and that align with your soul but if right. you're fucked up on the inside that's going to be really hard to find on the outside so right. just being able to regulate and tune into those frequencies within is going to help us be able to create the life that we want to live on the outside world and i think that's you know one of the most challenging things on this journey is really how to discover, uh, you know, what, what the frequency you need to operate on from, from within right. that that's, that's in alignment with, with what you desire, what your heaven on earth looks like your true unique self. And that's something that hopefully we're going to discover more on in this series. So like today's episode, we're really talking about like, you know, the journey to self, like I realized like I've when living this lie or that my life sucks and I want to figure out how I can find that that uh heaven on earth within so I can create it here in in 3D reality. And on the next episodes like we're going to talk about our uh we have an episode about shadow work which you and I are really passionate about and then there's going to be more along the lines of like the discovery of self where it's like you've learned yourself but now you're like discovering yourself here in how we're applying that and then that kind of travels into like another episode we'll talk about, which is community. Like, okay, like we're part of this right. collective. Like, how are we aligning with that? Or like, or how are we finding the like-minded people that are going to help us really be able to bring our gifts to the table? How we can really be of service and really connect with humans, having that human experience. And then we'll have like the last episode talking about like living our purpose, like where we have, um, you know, people reference like doing uh, mission work, your soul mission work. Like, what did you come here to really do? Where it's like, it's beyond just like your purpose. Cause I've had an episode talking about where our whole purpose as human beings that have come to find is really to have this human experience. That's what you're here yeah, to do. Yeah. That's your purpose. That's all it is. Like you just, you were here that that's, that's enough. All. And that's, 
that that's that's it but we have other work like our mission work our soul work of what we really feel called to do and I think a lot of people tie that too much in of like living your purpose with that where it 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 makes it you feel bad it's also a state of lack where we get too caught up in like well if I don't have something that I'm here to do like like right. some big project then it makes you feel bad about yourself and I want to make sure like people don't get stuck on that kind of labeling system where it's like all labeling it's so hard not to use labels but um you know in this series I think like we're going to really break down a lot of great tools guidance kind of just you know, objective opinions and observations that, that you and I have discovered and both have learned about along the way that I think can really help people navigate to finding the, that peace within. So I don't know if there's any other tips that you want to leave us with or stories, anecdotal humor, whatever you got for us to kind of help get back to that journey of self, like really being able to start unearthing who you really are, because that's the basis of, of all of this work. It doesn't matter. Like you're not going to be able to like do the discovery of self, of like how you're going to show up in, in this world until you know yourself. You're not going to be able to do, uh, you know, community work until you've done your shadow work and integrated a lot right. of this shit, you know, like these are all tied into each other within this series. So I don't know if you want to give us any pointers on how you start journeying to your true self. Comfort is not your friend and courage is the only thing that you need to start. That's, that's all I have for the, for the people, like with the people I work with, I can't teach you courage. This journey requires courage more than anything else. You can fuck it up along the way, but most people don't start because they're so afraid that their illusion will come tumbling down and they will have no identity to hold on to, which scares the living crap. But if you really want to know yourself, the thing you have to let go is the idea of who you think you are to become who you are. And that's fucking, that still blows my mind. That makes me emotional. It's like, when does it stop? <laughs> you know, fuck. So yeah, that's my two cents, I think. I love it. Thank you. I think you've been, you know, really eye-opening on this episode today for a lot of people out there. So I just want to thank you for your time today and everyone that's listening. We've got four more episodes coming out that are all pertaining yeah. to this whole entire journey of becoming like higher humans, what Kyle's like collective community is about. And we'll talk more about higher humans as uh, the episodes progress, but just want to say thank you so much for joining me today, being a great co-host and anyone has any questions for Kyle, hit us up in our DMs. I will put all the information in today's episode and we'll put it all on online for everybody. So thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. And thank you, Kyle. Thanks so much, Kate. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode featuring Higher Humans and That's How You Feel podcast. As always, keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. Stay tuned for further episodes. This is part of a five-part series, episode one, Journey to Self. For any questions that you have pertaining to this series or for Higher Humans, 
please uh, visit Higher Humans on Instagram and DM any messages directly to at That's How You Feel podcast. The U is just the letter U.